You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a community theater podcast. A backstage look at community theater from the point of view of the cast and crew. Hello, Hello, theater theater family! family. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. (laughs) And welcome to another episode of I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a community theater podcast. (laughs) So... (laughs) We about to get into it, folks. Um, we're doing our first episode of what we are calling movie musicals. Yes. Um, it's a new fun idea that Rachel and Laura and I had, where we are we're going to watch movie musicals. Okay, let's pre- let's preface this. How the the movie musical series started was uh, from the first episode, not the trailer episode, but the first actual episode of I Can't I Have Rehearsal. Laura threw some. Shade. Serious shade. Serious shade. Hermione Granger would never. (laughs) Would never. And um, we thought that we should start kind of like mini reviewing movie musicals. So, <laughs> so, and we don't have Laura today because she was busy, you know, working life, being, being a mother an and working and doing things. <laughs> so Laura and I were, not Laura, Rachel and I, were left <laughs> to our own devices to pick one. And we had to pick something that, you know, we want Laura to be here for. So we obviously couldn't do Beauty and the Beast right away because... Y'all want to hear her thoughts on that. We don't need her presence. <laughs> so... Rachel and I scoured the different platforms. We went through Prime Video, we went through Hulu, and we landed on Netflix. And we found a movie. If you just search (laughs) musicals for whatever reason in Netflix, there is a movie in there called Opening Night. (laughs) And it's everything you want out of a theater movie and more. With the raunchiness and just, it's a raunchy theater comedy. Like it's yes, it's great. a it's a it's a raunchy theater romantic comedy because there yeah. is a little romance. There's a little romance There's in little it. Romance. There's little sweet tender moments in there. Yes. But so what we doing today is we're just gonna talk about this movie, and if at the end of it y'all would like to watch and see what Rachel and I just spent the last <laughs> ninety minutes of our lives doing. The link will be in the show notes for everybody to go click and subscribe and click watch and subscribe. If you have Netflix, just search opening night. That's and if you don't have Netflix, find a friend who does. Yes. Because. Make a friend. Y'all gonna wanna watch this movie. Make a friend. It is gonna make you laugh. So. so the movie came out in, uh, in 2016. It stars, uh, the, oh, I looked it up, look at me. Um, so it stars Topher Grace. Um, but there is also the absolutely wonderful um, Rob Riggles in this. Yeah, he's real good. And Hayes. Mr. Tay Diggs. Mr. Tay Diggs. <laughs> Mr. Tay Diggs. Um, JC Chasse is in the movie who plays himself. And we'll, we'll talk about oh this later. Oh my God, it's everything. It's everything. But um, those are the notable actors to mention. But the, the premise or the synopsis of the movie uh, is... A failed Broadway singer who now works as a production manager, which really he was a stage manager. Yeah. So this is a wrong description. Uh, I'm gonna say stage manager must save opening night on his new production by wrangling his eccentric casting crew. So let's set the scene for everybody. <laughs> so the mu- the musical that this that Mr. Topher Grace's character, who if you don't know who Topher Grace is, watch that '70s show. You're welcome. Um, it's a new opening night of a musical called One Hit Wonderland. So every song that these people sing are like one hit wonders from like the 80s, the 90s, even today. There was a little Harlem Shake moment in there that I completely forgot about the Harlem Shake. <laughs> you said that it was everything. <laughs> all of a sudden, they all just yelled, "Do the Harlem Shake!" and everyone's twerking on stage, and it was a dream sequence for me. Yes, uh, Travis did get his twerk moment. I do love to twerk once in a show. If I can work it right <laughs> in, I'll, I'll try it out. If I can just sneak it right in. So, J.C. Chazé, playing J.C. Chazé in the movie, stars as Braz Paisley. No, Baz Paisley. Baz Paisley. Baz Paisley. A failed one-hit wonder. Yes. With his hit single, 
sex midget. <laughs> I can't talk about this seriously. Like it's, it's everything. It's oh, it's so stupid, but it's everything. It really, yeah. really is. So, but on a yeah. side note, One Hit Wonderland should like be a reality. Oh, like, it should. If there's I, anybody <laughs> important listening to this, like really run with the idea because it could be good. It could be. I mean, if it's done well, maybe not with the JC Chazé bits in it, but mm-hmm. I mean. No, I mean, we I'm, can make it work. Yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> we can I don't think JC Chazay is your man for that, but <laughs> you could find a suitable person yes. for that kind of thing. So it really it explores like every stereotype in a show that you would think of on a Broadway. A hundred percent. You know, you've got your super homosexual chorus. Like boys. within the first five minutes of the movie, we get theater gays. <laughs> All the theater gays. <laughs> Every broad range of the, the rainbow of theater gay. Mm-hmm. Every it, color, taste, taste origin, gin. race, whatever, all, all the body types, everybody. Everybody there, everybody gay. <laughs> and the best part is that Tay Diggs was one of those gays. Yes! I literally wrote gay Tay Diggs. <laughs> it's a dream sequence, y'all. It's a dream sequence. He said a line in the show, and Rachel and I had to both pause the movie and go, wait a minute, did he say boyfriend? <laughs> Is yes. Tate gay in this movie? Because if he is, it's going to be everything. And it was. It was. It was absolutely everything you'd want it to be. So, <sighs> it's all about the stage manager as he's trying to do the opening night of the show. So, it Who's opens. Grace. Yeah, and he's running around. He's telling people, you know, oh, you got five minutes to places. You're doing this. You're doing that. He's dealing with every little piece of bull crap that a stage manager would have to deal with. Shout out to our stage manager, Fran. Yeah, stage managers. <laughs> that, like, actors are just breaking down. Like, one guy's marmoset died. <laughs> like, what a random pet to have, like, just pass away on opening night. The star of the show gets whacked in the face by a giant chopstick prop <laughs> from this like totally incompetent oh, prop master. We should probably preface it. Hashtag spoiler alert. So oh yeah. <laughs> if, if you haven't watched it before listening to this, maybe maybe pause. Pause. Go watch it and, and come, back. come back. Come back <laughs> and enjoy the review because oh my god, it's everything. Okay. <laughs> so the best part about this movie is puns. We didn't even get 10 minutes in and there had been like 15 puns. Oh yeah. Not even like regular puns. Just because JC Chazé is in this, so many in-sync puns. That's what I'm saying. So many in-sync puns. I don't mean to take one from the show, but you could say that was really in-sync with our personalities. Get out. I'm oh just my saying. God. Get just out. Saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I literally told this whole movie to get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, definitely, um, Definitely full of puns. Um, also, a side note, within like the first like 15, 20 minutes, they steal his walkie-talkie, the Topher Grace's walkie-talkie. And all I kept thinking, I'm like, if this had been an actual stage manager. A professional actor would never. Uh, a, would never. B, you would be dead. Oh, you'd be so dead. <laughs> you, I've been in community theater productions and... I know a couple of stage managers who will murder you if you took the walkie. <laughs> if you even like whisper while they're trying to talk on the walkie, bye. <laughs> you have been ejected from this production. Yeah. Have a great life. <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Oh my God, get out. I'm going to do it the whole show. You're going to do I can. the whole episode. Hey, the movie's full of puns. We have to pun it up. Oh my God. We have to pun it up. It's got to get fun-tastic up in here. My brain already hurts. Get ready for it. <laughs> ready for it. So, should we just go through the plot line? Should we start from, I mean, other than our little bits and pieces that we... <laughs> yeah, so basically he's getting everybody ready for the show. Yeah. The show starts, there's a big opening number, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then right before, it kind of has like a, it's like if One Hit Wonders met Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So there's That's the this, premise of the one hit wonderland. Right. That's the premise of the show they're putting on. But so, with only like one ghost and not like three. Yeah. There's one very pretty blonde ghost mm-hmm. who is the ghost of one hit wonders past, present, and future. Yes. And she takes Mr. Braz Paisley through his life to like reconnect him with the music. So he's not more than just a one hit wonder. So it actually has a really good like. It's got a nice meaning to it. Yeah. It really does. So it it's just 
he's he, they start out and the girl that's supposed to play her name is Brooke. Yes, who is played by Anne Hage. Anne Hage. So Anne Hage is just like a fierce Broadway queen. She's doing her thing. She's been through it, but she's totally over it. Yeah. She's not about that passion anymore. The act, the acting, and the singing. She's here for that that coin. <laughs> she did this show for the coin. <laughs> she did this show for the coin. That's the only reason she's here. So then she'd be coming out of her dressing room, and the prop master done slap her upside the head <laughs> with, with a it? giant pair of chopsticks. <laughs> a comically <laughs> large pair of chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> he damn near chopped her head off. With a chopstick. And so then she fall on the floor, she get a concussion. Okay. <laughs> Which they let her a side note, like a healthy side note, they let her fall asleep with a concussion. Don't do that. <laughs> Ever. Like, on anybody. Never. Ever let somebody who has a concussion fall asleep. Just as a medical tip. <laughs> this has been a PSA from I Can't. I have rehearsal. The more you know, shooting star. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we can say that. That's trademark by NBC. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> We're, we're good, we're good, we're good. Both we covered our bases. Yeah. So, after a homegirl gets hit upside the head, there's obviously an understudy. Yeah. So, on the understudy played, what is her name in the movie again? I can't remember. Uh, her name She is was pretty. Chloe. So, Chloe is Very playing. Very white girl name. <laughs> yeah, is playing the understudy for Miss Brooke. Um, and she is just like one of the chorus members but now she's like being rushed back and put into the costume and you know put every, putting everything on or whatever now fun plot twist chloe used to date mr stage manager his name is nick nick miss by play by mr topher grace yeah. so they are now been broken up for a year they had dated four years prior to that they don't tell you that till about 87 minutes into the 90 minute movie <laughs> yeah. but it happened so He's like getting all her ready or whatever, and then Nick says some very hateful things about musical theater. So if you're I, triggered by that, I blocked it out. Yeah, if you're triggered by somebody making fun of musical theater and making it less in your eyes, just you know prepare yourself for that moment because it can be triggering. You might want to just quickly get past. Mm -hmm. Maybe just push the button forward where you skip over those ten seconds mm -hmm. and then move forward <laughs> with, the, with the movie. But anyway, so then she goes out on stage. The game. She sings like the Eminem theme song, like or what is it? The melt in, the melt away. Was it? What is that song? She's like, I'll melt the world and melt, I'll like the world and melt you. Whatever that is, I feel like, I can't remember I can't what candy remember. that's for. I want to say it's Eminem's, but I don't I think know. it's Eminem's. So she sings that song. That's the terrible. Whole it was a one-hit wonder. That yeah, was, it was, it was really a one-hit wonder. But, but we know it because it was in an Eminem's commercial. We love a good Eminem. <laughs> we stand an Eminem. Oh no, it's a Hershey Kisses. Hershey Kisses commercial. I still stand a Hershey Kiss as well. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so then she goes on stage. She kills it with JC. Up there, they had slept together the night before. We didn't preface that. We like, find out she, either. She uh, like is like tiptoeing around the fact that she she had got some the night before, you know, after being drunk in the bar. Um, she got some JC sex a. Yeah. I'm gonna be on my game with this one. <laughs> it calls for it. <laughs> Get it out. calls for it. Get out. So they're out there killing it. And then she comes back and she's all fired up because Nick has been like... Poo-pooing the whole musical theater. 100%. Thing. So then she runs off. But we should preface Nick a little bit too. He was apparently in a musical. Brazilla. Yeah. He was like a rising Broadway star. Yes. And the show... That he was in closes opening night. Yeah. Opening night was closing night. Yeah. So he has like this whole I'm a fail actor thing. Woe is me. I can't act or sing ever again. Yeah. And now he's the stage manager for this new production because he doesn't want to be on stage at all. Well, he's been a stage manager, it sounds like, for like six years. Yeah. So he's been doing We're it. We're doing a very poor job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's, it has so many layers. It has so many. It's like an onion. It is. It's like if Shrek starred in this, <laughs> essentially. It's like an ogre of a, of a Netflix movie. You're just peeling the layers You're back. You're just peeling all of the layers back. So, they're going through the show, and then Brooke, all of a sudden, Nick goes to check on Brooke in her dressing room, and she's doing her thing, and she asks for aspirin. 
because her head's throbbing or whatever from the concussion she's suffering from. To be fair, I think she just got hit really hard in the head. I don't necessarily... I don't know. She had a big old bruise on her head, but you know, makeup. So, <laughs> they... Uh, he goes in there and he's like, okay, I'll find some aspirin. And he looks in like the prop or no what, it's what, the stage medic yeah the stage medic's coat and he finds a little thing of pills labeled That's aspirin. aspirin so he gave her two of them they were ecstasy <laughs> so she proceeds to trip falls for the rest of the movie the rest of the movie just completely high off a rocket like licking people and like every time she touches something, she feels it so deeply. I want to feel your shame. I want to feel your shame. <laughs> She's basically groping the prop master, like, I want to feel your shape. And he's like, Ooh, that's nice. And so then she's like out the game. Yes. So then she goes missing. Just poof disappears. She, she, she gets out of the room. The only thing the prop master was told to do was keep her in the room so she's safe. First thing he does is open the door. <laughs> right. Opens the door for her. It's like, here, puppy, go out and piddle. <laughs> and she runs. Okay? So she runs, and they look everywhere for her. They can't find her. She's in the pit with the orchestra. And then there's an elevator under there that goes up onto the stage, right? So here's one of the things that triggered me. Okay? <laughs> At this point in the movie, Rook <laughs> is in the 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 elevator trapped in there or whatever right so mr stage manager nick goes down to get her out of this out of the elevator okay yes. during this living la vida loca is playing and the guy playing ricky martin in the scene goes i'm gonna miss my entrance ricky martin is not a one <laughs> ricky martin plays for my team and he is not a one-hit wonder okay i'm just saying we haven't really heard anything Oh, I'm sorry. He was too busy starring in the FX original series, the Emmy winner for best drama series, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, to make a new single for us this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was too busy working for Ryan Murphy, the king of Hollywood. <laughs> the creator of shows such as Glee, American Horror Story, Screen Queens. I'm sorry. Ricky Martin has been a little busy. That's what I'm saying. He has transitioned into being an actor versus being, you know, a singer. He's doing, he's living his best life. He's, he's not living, a one-hit wonder. He's living the vida loca. He has many albums, at least four. He's just not as popular in America as he used to be. So Americans would look at him as a one-hit wonder. I'm just saying. Well, not technically, because he had living the vida loca, he had she bangs. Yeah. And without She Bangs, where would William Hung be today, people? Nobody would know him. Nobody. Everybody knows him as the She Bangs guy from American Idol. That's very true. And you know who he has to thank for that? Senor Ricky Martin. 100%. Okay, are you done being salty? I'm done being triggered. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, done done being, I'm done being triggered. I'm done being salty. <sighs> but, okay, so at this point... Um, he manages to pull Brooke out of the elevator, right. and then she shoves him into the elevator, shuts the door, hits the button, and he goes up to the stage. Mm -hmm. And the show comes to a screeching halt. And it's so painfully awkward. It's like you put your arms up, like you and like you do, and you and Ben do it with like your little T Rex arms with things. It's like you do this, and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like even just watching it, you're like. Your butthole clenches just like that. <laughs> and it's like, this could happen to anyone, really. I mean, it's my nightmare. Yes. <laughs> it is literally my nightmare. 100%. I am sure it's every stage manager's nightmare mm -hmm. to, like, all of a sudden appear in the center of the stage. So there becomes, like, this stigma around Nick that, like, he's trying to ruin the show because he's jealous of everybody that's out there killing it mm -hmm. and he's not one of them when in all actuality everything he's doing is he's him trying, trying to, to save, save it because the, yeah. the show is basically sabotaging itself for whatever reason on opening night and he's doing everything he can to make sure that doesn't happen and he's just one of those guys that is always in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah so so at that point, what happens next after that? So after that, um, I remember him and Chloe getting in a big fight again because she's still upset that he said some very hateful things about the musical female. Um, and he's still afraid to admit that it's okay to fail. Um, oh, 
Ooh, but this is after she like kills it on stage with JC and then JC comes off the stage and is like, well, this changes everything. Yes, girl. Because he had intended for her to be a woman. And uh, apparently she has. A one hit wonder, if you will. This is going to be the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a correlation to that. Okay. Um, we should dive deeper into why J.C. Chasse is so <laughs> sexual. <laughs> he does a whole number afterward about, like, he wants her to be in his dressing room at intermission. Mm. Side note, their intermission is 15 minutes. Oh, my God. And but we'll, was... we'll come back to that. Oh, my God. We'll come back to that because that's going to take a good... We're going to need to unpack some things. The movie has some continuity issues. <laughs> continuity. <laughs> we stand continuity. <laughs> uh, so he is very, he's very sleepy in this movie. He is. And I don't think that that's, you know, it's obviously a hyped up character. It's not who J.C. Chazé really is. No, he's playing a version of himself that people think that he is. Right. Um... So, I mean, he does this whole number about hitting it with all the chorus girls. Mm-hmm. Tapping it. All of it. Tap, tap, tapping. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did that. Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. He's one of those guys that has no strings attached to these chorus girls. <laughs> <laughs> he does say that pun. <laughs> he does. It's so good. It's so good. But the best part is, is like... He does them intentionally. <laughs> so he goes, you know, I'm all about it. Like, no strings attached. And he looks deadpan right at the guy and goes, get it. <laughs> like, that's the best part. If he wants to ensure that you receive the pun <laughs> and that you appreciate the pun. Because it's great. Because he, he does... The coffee pot's done. <laughs> that happened in episode three, two, so... Shout out to my coffee pot. I just, I can't, I, I couldn't yeah. get over his like ridiculous yeah. personality in this movie. So this is during the intermission at that. This part. is before intermission. Because he was off stage when he. He did was that. coming off stage and then going back on stage. So this is before intermission. He's telling JC is telling Nick that he needs to make sure Chloe is in his dressing room. During intermission. Yes, 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 yes. Correct, 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 correct. Yes. So they go on, there's just some little exchanges, whatever. Intermission hits. 15 minutes, bitches. And they say it. <laughs> That's 15 minute intermission, like, you know, prep your stuff, whatever. I don't know what 15 minutes means <laughs> in the Broadway world. These people have time to, like, go outside, have a cigarette change out of costume, get back into costume, order IHOP, do a musical dance number, <laughs> no, talk no, no, about no. their weekends. We missed the whole, we missed the whole part. Like, the part with Tay Diggs. <laughs> oh, well that happened during intermission. No, so, no, 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 no. The we're ta- ta- I'm talking about the, um, the little bitch fight he has with that one chorus girl. Like, we missed that whole exchange. Oh, yeah, well that's, that happens during the whole... But they start it. Oh. Before, like, during, you know, during the show. So, Tay oh, Diggs has um, his character and one of the girls in the chorus who thinks she is, God, give to the dick. God, <laughs> 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 give to the dick. Yes, she really does. She really does, though. She, she got really them high-waisted boobies. She got a big old booty, booty, booty herself. Yeah. She, okay, she thinks she's God's gift. To, she is the hottest chorus girl to ever have graced a Broadway stage. Quote. Quote. It's very true. <laughs> Quote. So they start a feud because there's a new hottie chorus boy named Savior. And he is... Yummy with a capital Y. So, <laughs> they have a thing of like, all, capital. all capitals and ellipses and <laughs> exclamation points and heart-eyed emojis. <laughs> all of them. So, he, they make a little like bet of like, I bet who do you think he, we could get to sleep with first? And they have a whole thing going on. So, Tay Diggs' character knows that Xavier is 
a raging homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> now, the skanky chorus girl don't know that, so Tate Diggs is playing her ass the whole time. Yes, he says that he is bi, so they have a fair shot at both of them. You know, both of them have a fair shot at him. Correct. So then you fast forward, they have this exchange, whatever, now you add in a mission. They both, at separate times, you know, Tay Diggs makes moves at him. Pulling some hamstrings. Hand his hand slips to a certain part of somebody that you know you don't exactly need to touch while you're stretching out a hamstring. That's no, what I'm saying. Not at all. Um, um, she does kind of the same thing uh, solo with him, and then during intermission, they break into a, a double dance number. Yeah, it's a total mashup. It's a. It's like if you ever saw Glee on Mashup Day, it was just like that. It was exactly that. It was like if West Side Story met mashups. Like it was like the Jets and the Sharks, but it was the ladies and the men. And they were doing... It wasn't even that. It was the chorus girls and the theater gays. <laughs> oh, the theater gays. They were fierce. They were fierce queens. <laughs> I forget what song Tay did. What was his song in the mashup? Hmm. It was something... I don't know. Thong song or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was a thong song. Yeah. So he does that and then they're doing I Know What Boys Like. Yeah. And there's this whole mashup dance number at the end of it name Xavier Pick. And he picks Tay, obviously, because he's all about smoking that sausage. And he goes that way. And she's all defeated because she doesn't think she's pretty enough. She doesn't think she's sexy enough. Whatever. But mind you, this all happens during intermission. And, and the best part is, so this all happens during intermission. And they get places 30 seconds. Yeah. I have never gotten a 30 second call for places ever. Do you know where I'm at? Was it 30 seconds before curtain? In my place! Yeah. I have been there for five minutes. Yeah. We have enjoyed a nice scene between, which we need to go back and kind of unpack. Yeah. We have we get a nice scene between JC Chazé and um, Chloe doing their thing in his dressing room because he's obviously in there like trying to put the moves on her and she's not having it. She's not digging his moves. No. Digging his vibes whatsoever. So then they get real serious. Yes. And we have like almost a come to JC moment. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. A come to JC moment. Yes, fierce queen. Look at you punning. Shantae, you stay. Proud of you. Please don't. Look, look at my baby girl doing it on her own. Oh, there's records. She made a pun. There's audio record of it, folks. So, yeah, he does. He, he has that moment where he, like, unpacks being the, the other, other in sync guy. guy, which is... Total shade at Mr. JT. Total shade. But you know that JC's first name is Justin. Yeah. And the only reason he's JC is because Justin Timberlake was in the band. Mm-hmm. And they have made Justin the front man. Yeah. Which, I mean... Because he's the youngest. We do not brew the tea, folks. We just sip it. We just sip it. We just sip it. So we're just giving you the facts. But there is a lot of instinct shade. There was. <laughs> Ooh, Lance Bass would never. <laughs> they threw the shade at him, They threw too. the shade at him. They threw the shade at JT. Oh, man. I'm surprised they didn't go for the guy who's fat now on the Food Network. <laughs> Joey Fatone. That's it. Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. I No, you didn't. You did not do Joey Fat One. Stop it. You're on fire. <laughs> She's on fire, folks. His name is spelled F-A-T-O-N-E. Fat One. <laughs> you grabbed that pun by the balls and said, let's light this case. <laughs> so that's another thing that happens during intermission. Oh, my God. Tay Ding's character is talking to Dover Grace's character. Nick. Nick, all about, like... Him so having he sexual exploitations with chorus, skanky chorus, chorus, canker girls. There's so many layers <laughs> with skanky chorus girls boyfriend. She's like, "Why are you all telling people why I have my boyfriend?" She's like, "Because I did have your boyfriend. He was delicious." <laughs> and he looks right at her for grace, and he said, "I thought we was vibing." So I went around the table and I said, "Hey, are we vibing?" And he said, "I." He stuck his hand down my pants, grabbed my balls, and said, "Let's light this candle." Okay, and he says uh, they talk about all of this during a quick change. During a quick change. That's a Longest quick change I've ever done seen. <laughs> Their intermission in movie time, 26 minutes. Easy. Half an hour. I mean, we, they, Chloe and JC were in that dressing room forever, and he hit all the places, and all of a sudden everything happens, and then Topher Grace just comes in, and he's like, 30 seconds to places. 
And Rachel and I both threw our hands up in the air like, yeah! <laughs> what are you all doing? He, and it's, it's not even like 30 seconds to place this. He like, that's the first time I've ever seen him be a stage manager. And the whole, like, to that point in the movie where he's like, 30 seconds to place this, people! <laughs> he's like freaking out that nobody is, nobody is dressed. Nobody is where they should be. <laughs> like, there isn't a single person on the stage crew dressed in black. Topher Grace is wearing a gray t-shirt, a red zip-up hoodie from Target, yeah. and some blue jeans, and like some shape-ups. <laughs> like that's what he, he showed up in. He went with some Sketchers. He went with some straight-up Sketchers shape-ups. <laughs> with his I Fitbit mean, getting his steps in. Like... I adjust my theater brain exploded <laughs> like, it exploded just straight there's no reason for that at all like they went outside at one point like had like coats and stuff on and okay so Tay Diggs character and he's in the chorus but he has he's got he's not quite a principal but what's the step below what is it called the step below he's he's like a supporting He's like a supporting character. Are he, I would almost call him like the dance captain. Yeah. For the men's like for ensemble. For the men's ensemble. Yeah. yeah. So he's outside like bitching at Nick. Like telling him to step his game up. Fully zipped up in a leather coat with a red scarf. Like bitch, when yeah. did you have time to like, put that on? Like he got bundled up. And then in the <laughs> very next scene, he back in costume. Continuity. <laughs> Continuity. There was none. So if you're if you're a stickler for that, this movie will be triggering. One thousand percent. A thousand percent triggering. But yeah, like I looked at Rachel and I'm like, I would never dare go outside while I'm at a performance. There is. I wouldn't even open the damn stage door. No. Do you know how fast your stage manager or if you have stage hands will come down on you? You even think about pushing that? As soon as you they hear the little click click. Your ass is back in the dressing room and they're like, you sit here until we call the ambulance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If like, I, if there's not something that's oh going to be coming God. off the stage through a curtain entrance, I'm standing by one. Same. Seriously. I mean, there are just... I'm so paranoid that I'm going to miss a cue. I don't ever relax. Like, ever. I've never... Triggered. It's my I'm, least favorite part about being in a show because I'm just like so paranoid about it every single time. And you've done it enough that you know. You know, but, but like these people are just like, we're gonna go over here. We're gonna take a run to Arby's real quick. Like they're just they're, they don't care anything. And I think I think that was almost inherently because of the show they were doing. Yeah. That they pretty much knew like, wow, this is awful. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you if you watch parts of it, like this is a show that would close open a gate. <laughs> If you get past the Kampal on it, they'll hit it up. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they will, they'll will they throw a little Dear Evan Hansen on that shit, and she will be a hit. But right now... <laughs> it was real bad. Right now, but it's it not so great. it was supposed to be real bad, I think, on purpose. Yeah, so. it was. But, I mean, J.C. Chazé's coat was a dream sequence. And Did you just find your gal I'm hoping so. <laughs> I'm going to call the producers of that movie and see if they rent out costumes, because I, I think it would look better in blue. The headphones you're wearing purple like but floral oh. i basically want grayson from mid, from mean girls coat from the tonys last year that's what i want for the gala we're getting off track though so <laughs> and i stand myself oh my gosh okay. i stand a flowery purple coat i'm into it let's get back to this let's get back to it sorry this shit show of a movie squirrel Oh my god. So what else you got on there, girl? I have so many notes. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I just, I love my note about a whole damn dance number during intermission. 15 minutes. Oh yeah, it was the longest dance number ever. <laughs> it was, the dance number itself was probably 10 minutes. They should have done it on stage. It would have enhanced the show. It would have. It was real good. It was real good. It was super good. And then my immediate note after that, I'm like, apparently none of these ensemble bitches is in Act Two. JK, they get a 30 second call to places. Yes, <laughs> like that. That was one of the things while it was happening. I was like, is nobody in Act Two? Like, is it just <laughs> JC, Chazé, and Chloe? Do they just run the show? Because I mean, great. That's great, but that's an ensemble person's dream. Uh, but then after all this, more of the show takes place. And then I literally have a note that says, where the hell do these people have time to be away from backstage, outside, 
I mean, dance numbers, curtain calls in like a minute. Yeah, there's a point in the movie where they're like, all right, that's a wrap on, you know, the ghost of, ghost of hits, past, present, future, future whatever. whatever. 10 minutes to curtain call. The movie still has like 25 minutes left. So obviously you're like your longest 10 minutes ever. Mm-hmm. And there's more just like dicking off, like wherever they're at, like just doing, it just, that's the one thing that bothered me about it. And I know it's a movie, so like whatever. But you know, we were, as the first like movie musical, we, we thought we were gonna watch a musical and there were really like three dance, like three songs in it the whole time. But, like, it also was, like, one of the most entertaining things I've ever laid my eyes upon. So, like... It's so bad. It was... But it... You know it when was, you watch a movie... And it's so bad, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... This... I've... There's two movies in my life that have done this to me. Mm-hmm. This one... And Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. The book was good. That movie was so god-awful. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But it's one of the most entertaining things I've ever watched. And I saw it in 3D, too. It was really cool. cool. So, side note, give that some props. <laughs> they, don't need, they need all the promo they can get their faces on, so uh. whatever. So then we get to the part where they're waiting for the curtain call. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then Nick goes to find Chloe. Who has packed her shit and is like... Peace, I'm out. Yeah, because the girl who was supposed to, Brooke, the girl who was supposed to play the part, that got knocked out with the chopsticks, basically gives her, like, the bone-crushing, like, this is the best it's ever going to be for you. So, (laughs) like, get ready for it because your life doesn't get any better from here. And enjoy it while it lasts thing. And it just devastates her. her. (laughs) So that's where it takes a turn in the more serious Mm. sense. Like, all the gags and puns and things aside. And then it starts. So Chloe is packing her bag to leave, and Nick comes in and is like, "You're not even gonna take your curtain call." Um. Oh, before that, the showrunner played by Rob Lowe. I don't know what character. Um. But Steve's Chloe, like, getting, you know, like leaving her dressing room. Well, not leaving her dressing room. She's coming out of Brooke's dressing room. Right, coming out of Brooke's dressing room. And it says, like, uh, I hope you were just, like, measuring around in there because that's about to be your dressing room. And Chloe goes, you want to fire Brooke? And this is the best line. Actually, I like to call it shit canning, but yeah. <laughs> Gonna put that cow out to pasture. Yes, I, I did, did say cow. cow. <laughs> and he just walks away. And we paused it again, and we were like, oh, my I God. Got. Like, if you don't think they're gonna go there, they, they go do, there. And, and then, then some. more. Exactly. <laughs> they're like me in social situations. Like, here's the line. Here's where you should be. This is where Travis goes, <laughs> and it's across the pasture. <laughs> it's way across the deserts. <laughs> You're having. You have climbed every mountain. Searched every valley, <laughs> sailed every ocean, and you landed on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> and then you speak. And then you, <laughs> and then you said the things that you should not say. You say what everybody in the whole room is thinking, but nobody's got the huevos to say it. Uh, I'm that guy. And sometimes you shouldn't say it. Travis. Sometimes you shouldn't, and I'm learning. In my adult behavior, I've gotten much better at it. This is why we're friends. Though. But when provoked... I will fire. <laughs> she will set off if called to duty. So don't open, don't open the hen house if you don't want the rooster coming out to say hello. Okay? Because she will. She'll say, hey. Here to play. Anyway. Any who's. So then she goes back to her dressing room, like Rachel said, and she's packing all her shit. She's like, I'm she's done with like, I'm, I'm out of here. Peace out, everyone. Yeah. You have a great life. And Topher's in there, and he's like, "Well, you're not gonna stay. Like, this is your big shot. Like, whatever." And she's like, "You know, like, if we were not, if no one's gonna open up, I'm gonna open up." And like, I still love you. And he like doesn't take the hint. He, like, no. Doesn't take the hint at all. And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" And then she starts singing, like, "You got the music in you," kind of thing. Like, yeah. Y'all got the tune. Yeah. So then he looks at her and he's like, "What do you want me to do? Sing back." And she just grabs her shit and heads to the door. Like, I have to go say goodbye to everybody. I'm leaving. Like, this is before her curtain call. She doesn't call. even say goodbye. She just leaves. Yeah. And he, well, he says to her, what, you're not even going to stay for your curtain call? 
And he goes, well, I learned from the best. And she leaves the door. She dips out. And it's like, <laughs> sip the tea. So, then that's the whole scene where, he, then he, that's the whole scene where he's outside and Tay Diggs is like, yes, where it's in the rain, 10 minutes before curtain call, which was, should have happened 25 minutes and ago. And then Tay Diggs gives him like, uh, the top down to being like, you're gonna let the woman of your life leave. Yeah. Bitch, don't be so stupid. You a punk. Straight up punk. Oh, that's right. He does call him a punk. He walks away in that scene. He goes, punk. And just leaves. And I'm like, digs. But also, go back and get into costume. You had to take your curtain call. In the next scene, he's in a leather jacket and a white t-shirt. That was not what he was wearing before. No. He, he could have been wearing... He, two, no, because it was a white leather jacket. Yeah, I'm saying. Too much time goes by. So anyway, then Mr. Topher Grace... Runs onto the stage, pushes JC Chasse no, aside. No, he starts singing "I'll Stop the World and Live with You." Very pitchy. <laughs> he was very pitchy. He was pitchy. He was pitchy. Very much. Um, and he does that like nervous, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm singing in front of an entire audience, and I don't think I'm not doing it very well." But then all of a sudden. Tay Diggs backs him up and is like, you got Singing it. them sick harmonies. Yeah. Well, no, he tells him, you got this. So, Topher Grace, the Nick, starts singing. It does get better. It's not. Not great. It's not super great. But it's in pitch. A little bit. It's on the melody. It's on, yeah, it's on the melody. We'll give him that. <laughs> it's on the melody. And they have this, like, big moment where Tay Diggs starts coming in and then the rest of the ensemble comes in and then Tover Nick shoves JC Chazé away from the mic and JC has nothing to say about it like if that had happened to any other performer bitch you better believe we won't hear about it yeah <laughs> at that moment in time but JC just walks away like He's in the car for the coin too. Um, so he ran out of instinct money. <laughs> but also continuity. Uh, so Nick grabs the mic and starts singing, and it's no louder than he was previously. Like the music started, singing. and they already like brought him up to volume when he doesn't have a microphone on, no. and then he grabs the microphone, and it doesn't it's change. Insane. He doesn't get any louder. Like, no, no monitor feedback. Nothing. Nothing. Just same. Just the same, same tone. And then the whole ensemble sings with him in that song. And then he hops down off this. And then Chloe, who happens to catch Nick out on stage as she's, like, exiting the building. She's like... Which, <laughs> by the way, the, the 12 seconds before that, this lady was six flights up on the exit door on the backside of the theater. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, bitches floor seats in front of house, <laughs> like, coming in to, like, see the guy who she's still in love with singing this song in his Target zip-up. Like... Yeah, okay, because she's backstage. She has to be backstage. Yes! Like, yes! Mike's backstage. She's on those industrial stairs that they all <laughs> have to climb in those Broadway theaters. Yes, and then all of a sudden, and she hears him from the stage. No mic. I mean, there's probably choir mics, to be fair. There's probably... Sure. There's probably choir yeah, mics to, to pick up the ensemble, but we don't know. I, I, I don't know. I've never been in a, a Broadway show. They so all have their know. own microphones on those things. It's, they all have their own mic packs. Everybody. Somebody, they all have, like, three little things on their head. In exactly. case one dies, they're set up for <laughs> channel two, girl. Like... Oh, yeah, so she, in a matter of 15 seconds, tops. <laughs> Goes from backstage industrial stairs around to front of house. Probably had to go outside and come around the block. <laughs> come through, get security check, because she was carrying like three purses. <laughs> she had a backpack. She had a backpack. Which they will search that shit. Exactly. Anyway, she comes up these flight of stairs, and um, he's singing just out to the audience real nervous like and then bam lays eyes on her and then all of a sudden confidence is overflowing yeah his inner Mick Jagger kicks in <laughs> his inner showman is like 
Yes, I can do this. Spotlight on me. I got my ensemble back. Literally, me up. he gets a spotlight and go like has to like shield his eyeballs because it's so bright. Um, which if you had been in strip, you know. You know. You know. It's gonna get bright. It's like you you know, you take a moment, you look down, you look back up, you let your eyes adjust, whatever, mm. it's fine. Um, so then he jumps off the stage. Yes. And we get our rom-com moment. I love a good rom-com moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyone who watches the show, it's on my Insta story, so you'll probably hear that before. You'll see that before you hear this, but we captured some of that for you. Mm. And he's singing to her, and they're going up those front of house stairs. He's going up. She's coming. Well, he, no, she doesn't move. He goes right to her. She stands right on that platform. And well, she comes, like, she comes down. Like, she comes down from... What is she, house left? Yeah, she's like house left, and then she's like right in the center. And then she comes right in the center. And then people stand up and start clapping. Oh, to the beat, too. Just just kiss her, girl. Yes. I'll stop the world and make you. Uh, 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 uh. Do you I don't remember all the words of the song. Get probably shouldn't. Down, <laughs> bow, bow, ah. <laughs> so then they meet, and he finishes the song, and they embrace. And then she goes, Ooh. And then they make face. She gotta get that dig in. Gotta get that Tay dig in. Oh my God, get out. <laughs> yes! Another one. We got another one. We gotta put a pun counter on this, <laughs> on this episode. Every time I pun, we gotta put a little ding noise in there or something. Fun drinking game for you. Uh, drink every time Travis says a pun. And if you're under the age of 21, eat a cheese it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love a cheese it game. Please drink responsibly and do not drink and drive. Mm, yes. Find some place to be home. That's this has been a PSA from I can't. I have rehearsal. The more you know, shooting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but so movie ends at that point. Mm-hmm. And then we have a moment of silence for what we just witnessed. <laughs> Shall we unpack? Let, you know, we look at each other and we're like, do we unpack this now? And I'm like, turn the microphone on. <laughs> oh we just gosh. need to unpack it live oh. in conversational mode. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, this is a great first attempt at this. I feel like in the, I mean, this one doesn't call for any structure. None whatsoever. In any way, shape, or form. I literally made the note. Worst stage manager ever. He was a really bad stage manager. We, 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 we would never. Not in our lives. So, I want to hear from those who have been on something a little bigger than a community theater stage. If, if we have people out there, if that's our audience, does this trip have been backstage? Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, because we all follow, like, if you're a theater person like me, mm-hmm. I follow some of my favorites on Instagram. Like, yeah. I follow a lot of the Mean Girls cast right now mm-hmm. on Instagram. So you get a lot of those behind the scenes kind of things. And they but I feel like a lot really of those similar. things are happening, like, pre-show. Yeah, but I mean, I have even seen, like, things where, like, Regina, the girl who plays Regina Taylor, she's, like, getting her call of, like, I can... Because I, I know the show, so, like, I, they all have speakers throughout the whole theater, so they can hear where they're at in the show or whatever. Also, we were, though, starting this whole movie. Same. <laughs> so I'm listening to that in, like, the background of her Insta story, and I'm like, girl, you have five minutes. <laughs> and your wig ain't even on. <laughs> like, get your life right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I could never survive on the Broadway stage, apparently, because everybody is last minute Larry's and I am like a planned out Patricia <laughs> I want to be at my mark 10 minutes before I need to be there so when them doors open I am sets and readies you know so I just I don't know but a lot of these shenanigans that go on like during intermission and stuff like you see some of it there's always like donuts back there and I'm like I would never oh I my could gosh. never I could eat like never... a frosting covered donut uh uh-uh. uh during intermission, I die. I mean, I'll devour 18 of them post-show. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Save me a blueberry with the sprinkles, y'all. I'll be back for it. <laughs> Put it in a napkin. Uh, but I don't I don't eat before a show, really. Well, see, I try to eat, but I, like, the only thing I have during is, like, a mint. If that. I'll have a mint or, like, 
maybe and a Jolly just, Rancher, just one, like something sugary, just to like recoat my throat or like, yeah. you know, get some more kind of saliva going so I'm, I'm not so dry, that kind of thing. I'll usually like mint and then hit myself with some body spray because I know that I, especially if I'm in a musical, I've just sweated my entire face, like my makeup is not going anywhere because it's stage makeup and that's right. how I live my life. Um, so that cake face better not move. But they have, like, there's a really good portion, like, of about a girl sweating through her costume. Everybody sweats through their costume. Yeah. And this girl, her costume was literally like a t shirt. A t shirt. Uh, not even a regular t shirt, a cropped t shirt. Yeah, all the chorus top. girls had crop tops that just had hashtag one hit wonders on it. Yeah. And that was their costume. And this girl had pit stains for miles. <laughs> Do you think you can see these from the from the? <laughs> Do you think they, you think you can see them from the audience? They can see them from space. <laughs> Jennifer grabbed the blow dryer, helped Tiffany with her pit stains. Like, you know, he was on top of stuff. Like, he had the what answers. He, what, he, what he was in stage manager mode, it was really. I mean, it was accurate. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was definitely accurate. It was on, but. But. Yeah, it's just, you, you draw the correlation between, like, what we've done yep. and, like, what that had done. I mean, I know that that's totally fabricated and Yeah, it, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's a movie. But there are shenanigans that go on backstage. Yeah. There really, really are. You know? And it's like, people laugh and they're like, oh, we have ten minutes to get ready. And it's like, yeah, you're on in ten minutes. Like, I'd be freaking out. I'm in my costume like an hour and a half before I have to be. <laughs> just in case something I happens. I'm a last second Especially if I have time, like if I'm not like in the first couple of numbers. I must have my mic before yeah. I do it. Especially if it's a heavy costume like when I did Igor. Like that mic had a certain point in the costume where it needed to be located <laughs> so that it was safe from any back sweat. <laughs> and I could put the rest of the costume on over it yeah. and just be ready, you know? Mm -hmm. I can't there's sometimes you can't put the thing on until like until you have it you know so it's it's different it's just very different but i i highly suggest the movie i do too i thought it was it was it was a good shit show yeah if you're a theater person who enjoys a little bit of raunchy comedy with mm -hmm. a nice little rom-com ending mm -hmm. um i say check it out yeah netflix.com netflix.com yeah, we're gonna link the, sh the we'll link, link the, the movie, movie in the show notes because yeah. it's it is everything. But so how do we do? Do you think we unpack this? No, I have so many more notes. Do you? Well, let's hit them. Oh my gosh. Let's hit them. Um, I literally have one. So I have puns, in sync puns, so many theater puns. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, I think we've hit that on the head today. Also continuity. A hundred percent. Um, let's see, what else did I not unpack? <laughs> oh, the dead. <laughs> my face grabbed my phone. Oh, we did it. We did unpack that one. Yeah, we unpacked it all. I think we unpacked it all. I think we unpacked it all. We've hit every box. It's, it's... Should we come with a reading? Like, yeah, what do we have? Like, on a scale of, like, what to what? Like, I don't want you to be like, what, what's prevalent to I can't I have rehearsal? Like... How many, how many curtain calls would we give it? Oh, okay. How many curtain calls would we give it on a scale of one to five? Just one to five? Well, that's what, the, you know, like we rate five stars on the podcast. Oh, that's right. You know, okay. it's a one to five kind of rating. It's a one to five. Um, how many curtain calls would you give opening night on Netflix? Miss Racha. I think I'd give it a three and a half. Three and a half. I'd give it a three and a half. Now explain the rating. Um, I'd give it a three and a half. I mean, it was very, it was funny. Um, also, I forgot how good-looking Jason Shazay was. Oh. Girl. And, like, I forgot, like... He doesn't have to wait. He is a very little individual. Fit. He is very fit. I would like to fit myself into him. <laughs> yes. We have the explicit rating on this. Yeah, no, we can fit him anywhere we want to. Yeah. He's got a good, <laughs> he's got a good fitness regimen. Yeah, he working it. Yes, I would like to fitness him as well. Joey Fat, why don't you take some notes? <laughs> now, what's the other one's name? Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh. I wasn't an NSYNC fan okay. girl at all. <laughs> that was good, because I forgot all about him. 
What's he doing nowadays? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just living a normal life. He is just peddling those CDs out of the trunk of his car at a food trunk convention. <laughs> Trying to get that insect money. <laughs> he spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like we should Google him after this. Yes, we'll, we'll give you an update on Chris Kirkpatrick <laughs> later. Next episode. Uh, later, everybody. Oh, so okay. curtain calls. I say I would give it four curtain calls. You give it a four? I would give it four curtain calls because this is the kind of movie that I live for. <laughs> this is the kind of movie that is so bad that it's so entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Like, and it has all, all the things. It, it, it checks every box for me, really, for the most part. What, I, what boxes are you looking for? Oh, is it entertaining? Check. Were there gay people in it? Check. <laughs> Were there great puns? Check. Like, it Were there has... shirtless, good-looking men in it? Check, check, check and check. Like, Tay Diggs was shirtless at one point. Xavier was throwing his stuff around a little bit. Like, it was great for me. I got some eye candy. I got some musical comedy. I got some rom-com. I got a little Tay Diggs. I got a little Toe for Grace. It was great. And all the puns that you could ever and hope All for. the puns. I cried laughed at four different occasions. <laughs> my only things with it were, like, the continuity thing. Oh, my gosh, continuity. The continuity thing was a little, like, it was a little haphazard for me. And granted, this is a, not even a 90-minute movie. It was one hour and 25 minutes. We're talking, 24 minutes. Yeah. 84 minutes long. 84 minutes. So, it wasn't even a full-length, like, feature film, I guess, if you could say. No, but, I think it technically qualifies as a feature. Does it? If it's over 80 minutes. Okay. Know. Okay. Well, they just hit that. I mean, but that's with the credits, so... Take the credits out and that opening sequence. <laughs> There's like four <laughs> sequences. Like sequences. So, but I mean, it, it did have its issues, you know, whatever. And there wasn't enough, I don't think there was enough like musical numbers in it. No. I think they could have added some more of that because they did have some talented people. Like the people they had could sing. Yeah. But I mean, they weren't, none of them were like Broadway quality singers, in my opinion. But, well, JC's almost there. JC, I mean, his opening number and the thing was that was beautiful. actually very good. It was beautiful. Very good. It, it reminded me of like. Oh, he can actually sing. He can sing. You know, it reminded me of like um, Dirty Pop when he got the first verse and JT got the second one, and I was like, I love the JC verse. I okay. I might be in my own little camp over here because everybody that and their brother, sister, whatever is like, I love JC. In, in, in his, the song he really gets to shine in is um, This I Promise You. Oh, he yeah, he sang that whole song. Pretty much, yeah. Him and JT did like a little riffing for him, mm -hmm. but he pretty much took the lead on that one. And it's one of my favorite in sync songs. Yeah. It's very good. The music video is not great. They in a forest with one tree and there's bubbles everywhere. That's it. Like, it's weird ass. But the song itself, very nice. If you'd like to, listen to the Anthem Lights version, because then you're not thinking about the tree and the bubbles as much. But the Insane version is still very good. But I just, I think people forget that, and I kind of forgot too, like, how talented of a singer he is. Yeah. And not to, like, discount Justin Timberlake for anything. Justin is an amazing dancer. He's a god. He's our generation's Michael Jackson. No. Don't you tell me Bruno Mars is. I'm not gonna say Bruno Mars is, but I... everybody gonna come for me in the comments. Bruno <laughs> Mars is this, this generation's Michael Jackson. It's JT. I still don't think that. I don't. I think Michael Jackson is still relevant at that time. I just. I. I don't think vocally he is on par with Michael Jackson. I think JT is a little closer. But, I don't know. JT is a national treasure. Maybe. He's married to Queen Jessica Biel, Minnesota native. Good for him. He's a daddy. I'm sorry, I just, I don't like Jessica Biel. And I don't like Kim Timberlake. Oh. I said it. I said Kanye West. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. We're going to have to watch Trolls just so we can unpack that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what? They sing a song in it. No. They sing True Colors. No. Cindy Lauper would never. Would never. I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, if you all hate me after this podcast, feel free to hate me. 
feel free. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just Ooh. not there with Justin Timberlake. You I have just, isolated yourself. I will live on my JC Jose Island by myself. Oh, I will come and visit <laughs> Queen. I will come and visit you on JC's I say Isle. I'm into that. Do they have open bar? I don't drink. Do they have? <laughs> what does it matter to you? Do they have free ginger ale? <laughs> They gotta have a mixer. Exactly. As long as I can get a ginger ale or a Diet Coke with a lime wedge, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. But no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, he was very underappreciated in that group. Yeah. So it's cool to see him like this. And I would actually like to see JC Chazé do something. I know. On I, the Broadway. I would. Um, I hope he does. I think we should maybe do something. Maybe he has, and that's how he like got into this. Maybe. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know. I don't keep up enough. To be honest with you. On the instinct, on the instinct level, I have I have frozen them in time, and I live back in between. When did they come out? Nineteen ninety-eight to two thousand and now. See, I was a Lance Bass fan, my damn self. I know he was in the background a lot. That says a lot about you as a human being. I loved Lance Bass. I thought he was everything. <laughs> he was so cute, and little did I know he played for my team the whole time. You know, he had to hide it. He had to hide it for the for the sake of the publicity of the group. But I think it was great. You know, now we're just reviewing boy bands essentially <laughs> on this episode. You know, and I don't really want to get us into the whole InSync versus the Backstreet Boys thing because that is a can of worms that we do not need to open. Like, I mean, we can. But we can, but just this. So is okay, so from '97 to 2001 was when they were very big. When they were huge. Okay. Well, I just think that JC did a great job with this. Yes. It was a wonderful escalation of his, like, what people perceive him as. Mm -hmm. And probably he's really, he's probably just a super nice guy. I, I assume so. I assume he's just a super down-to-earth dude. But also, um, he's got some chops. Yeah, he Acting really wise. does. And, you know, uh, granted he did play him himself, but he did it in such a way, I just, I think I said it like, such a douche. Yeah, he was. He really played a real douchebag in the movie, but it was really, you know, he played himself, but he played like a different escalate. He played himself as perceived by mainstream media. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So it was like he was himself in the fact that he was him starring in this Broadway play, but the character of him was not his character as a human being. Correct. You know, so yeah. it had it had its layers and it had its challenges to it, he I'm had, sure. He was an onion. He was an onion. He's a onion. <sighs> and I will be his donkey any day he needs. Oh my god. Hee-haw. <laughs> well, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, we're definitely going to do this again. Yes, next time we will have Miss Laura. And we're hoping to do Beauty and the Beast next time. Because I need to unpack Laura's thoughts. I do too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much. She threw so much shade that that's how this was born. Seriously. She was like Professor Trelawney. Like just throwing Hermione Granger under the bus. Like you do not possess the gifts, girl. <laughs> you do not have the inner eye. Which is really hilarious <laughs> because I was listening to my, my I have like a Broadway station on my music and that her version of Belle came up and no I think it's pretty I think it's pretty I uh, liked it I don't get me wrong I love Emma Watson she's part of my acting smoothie she will always be part of my acting smoothie that trailer when that movie dropped brought me life brought me life that part where she's in the field singing about the provincial life and goes to this different like slow place to it where she ends it Oh, I'm into it. I will stand it 100%. You all know my view when you hear the episode. But we're really excited about these because they're just something that we can do for fun, you know, and really unpack them. We're going to have some holiday-themed ones. We're not yes. going to tell you guys the movies we're doing no. because they're fun mm -hmm. and we want to save them. Also, though, we want to hear your comments. I, this is, I think these are ones that we'll probably hear comments on. Yeah, and if you have a movie musical... That you want us to do... Let us know. Yes. Tweet us. Instagram message us. DM us. Whatever. Facebook us. Like, send us an email. Can they send us an email? Uh, no. Don't send us emails. 
because if you can, nobody checks them as of right now. They are going to nowhere. They're going nowhere, so don't email us. But hit us up on social. Leave yes. a comment down below on this episode, mm -hmm. um, whether it be on the website or on the iTunes podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Like, Just let us know in the comments if there's a movie musical that you're super passionate about that you want us to unpack. Yes. Hit we'll, us up. We will take it into consideration, and it's probably already on our list. And we will give it its time, and we will give it the curtain calls it deserves. Yes. I like that. I like giving it curtain calls. I like giving it curtain calls. You know, kind of like when you give a standing ovation. The curtain opens again, you get another one, another one. You know, it's like really big. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Will work. So... We'll leave all the links to everything, uh, to our social, the link to the movie on Netflix down in the show notes. Uh, again, we're going to say it. Make sure you like and subscribe. And please, 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 if you're listening on iTunes, rate us. us. Please rate us. Even if you, like, we, we, we obviously aren't going to, like, love negative feedback, but... We need to hear it. If there's something that we're not doing that you guys want us to do, or if there's something that you're not liking about the dynamics of the show, like we'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't give us a low rating. Like maybe just keep that for the positive people. Maybe reach out to us directly if there's something <laughs> negative you'd like to tell us about yeah. personally. We're very nice people. We will we will adhere to your, you know. We are actors. We will take your notes. What we do with those is up to us. But we will take your notes. <laughs> You know, but yeah, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps us out. It's just, it's beneficial to know how we're doing and it helps us in the podcast community to be able to grow a little bit and yes. get a little more exposure so this can grow and reach more people. But also, like we said, like and subscribe. Make sure you share it with your friends. Exactly. So. If your friends have a smartphone, make sure that you grab it, open their podcast app and hit subscribe. Subscribe just to our, subscribe our show. They don't even have to listen to it. Just be subscribed. If they're not a theater person, maybe they'll stumble upon it one day and go, oh, look at that. I'm bored. That's something I could listen to. Well, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to start this series and to continue it. And until next time, bye-bye. I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a community theater podcast. The wonderful brainchild of Travis Shafu and Laura Marsalek. Edited and produced by Rachel Klein. Brought to you in part by Squarespace. And a very special thank you to John Duprez and Eric Idle for the theme music.